once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Grove. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show. We are two best friends with awful mental health. And we like, yeah, to, analyze, we like to analyze movies instead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, well, we like to overanalyze ourselves. So we like to analyze movies as a little bit of a break. Um, yeah. But given that, given that this is a bit of a mental health check-in, Ben, uh, before I get to what we're doing, how are you doing, bud? I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. Um, it's been an eventful week, if I'm honest with you. Oh, yeah? I've been watching Oscar-nominated films, which is weird for me. Have you? I, yeah. I thought that was my week. I thought, because I've watched four. Yeah. How many have you watched? One. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched Oscar-nominated film. Which one did you watch? Poor Things. Oh, okay. Well, you see, you went to the actual cinema, so it counts as four. It was fucking wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonderful, just got- buddy. I got mine on the old Yo-Ho-Ho and a bottle of rum because I refuse to support uh, the film industry. It's done nothing for me. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So welcome <laughs> to the film podcast. Um, <laughs> Pal World is out. Have you heard about Pal World? Of course I've heard about Pal World, Ben. I don't live under a rock, but I also am a 36-year-old man, so I'm not talking about Pokemon with guns. Mate, it's sick, though. I'm sure it is. Of course you <laughs> fucking played it. Yeah, of course I have. Let me guess. It's been out a week and you're 700 hours deep. No, like 40. Oh, okay. So just a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) 40 or 50, there or thereabouts. Couple servers on the go, but mate, it's so much fun. You need to give it a go, man. Need to give it a go. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm not playing Power World, because I'm an adult. Boo! (laughs) End of podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been been watching the Oscar noms uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a weird field this year, I feel. I feel like there's some sort of... It's very quiet films. It's very I've not been sm- excited for anything, if I'm honest with yeah. you. I was looking forward to poor things because mm-hmm. it was like Frankenstein, Frankenhooker type shit. Right, yeah. I mean, just so standard fun. Oscar fair, you know? That's you what I'm saying. Like, that's a two weird films one, And I right? just go, oh, Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. See yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's weird as shit. But so that's why I was excited for that. The rest of them, I'm kind of like, yeah, they're films. Yeah, you get to see Paul Giamatti with a walleye, though. Yeah, they're films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oppenheimer and Barbie, obviously, you know, we've fucking we've covered. We've covered before. Yeah, so, yeah. send them, done that. Got the t shirt. Have we? Have we got, I've got the t-shirt? a Barbie t shirt, mate? Okay. I've not got an Oppenheimer t shirt. I feel that would be in poor taste. <laughs> Just a really big fan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. What, are we, what are we doing this week, Ben? This week, buddy, we are finishing off our Craig Zala series, Modern Day Grindhouse Trilogy. You'd love to finish off Craig Zala, wouldn't you? Mate, he's my fucking idol right now, man. I'm 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 so obsessed with this man. I'm like fangirling all fucking day about him. The worst thing about it is, right, is you know when you get those peaceful moments in a day where you just sort of like, you let your, your mind wander a little bit or you find yourself daydreaming? Uh, no, because I'm an adult again, Ben. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, well, for those people that still have an imagination and some sort of some sort of sense of wonder, you know, we don't what I mean? live in a society. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I I find myself thinking about Zala movies like way too much, far more than I should. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, Brawl on Sublock Ninety Nine has stuck with me. Brawl on Sublock Ninety Nine has stuck with me as a, as a little thinky one. Dragged Across Concrete, Craig Zahler's final movie. Well, not final movie. Latest movie, I guess. Um, might well be final. Nah, there's more coming, man. There's really? more coming. Oh, in yeah. safe hands, is it? Yeah. Blomkamp thought that. <laughs> Blomkamp thought that and Blomkamp was right. All right, he stuck to his guns and made his own shit. And you know what? Love him for it. Fair yeah, play. yeah, I'm just saying he's been, Blomkamp's been given a yes by Ridley Scott before. It wouldn't be the first time that someone we've loved has been shafted by Ridley Scott. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because his next film is a Ridley Scott directed Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But he came out earlier this year in 2024 and said that there should be an announcement imminently within the next few months. Okay. It's one of his novels that have been Mm -hmm. adapted for film. Right. Ridley Scott's set to direct. Screenplay by Craig Zahler and a couple others. I cannot fucking wait for it, man. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. Damn. Or it's going to be Aliens 4. It's either going to be amazing or absolute shine. Or it's just going to be complete vaporware, like uh, Neil yeah. Blomkamp's Alien movie, where Ridley's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that's definitely happening. And then what yeah, will happen yeah. is he'll watch an S. Craig Zahler film and go, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Park Chan-wook is also actively developing the... Uh, is actively working on the screenplay that that's he picked up. That's the writer-director of Old Boy, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady Vengeance, for the cr- Criminally Uninformed. JSA, I'm a cyborg, but it's okay. Thirst. Yeah, okay. Stoker. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. If you want to watch his not as good films. Uh, I mean, I'm a cyborg, but it's okay is probably one of his best films. I wish I didn't know you sometimes. Are we covering that this week? <laughs> Dragged Across Concrete Buddy, released in 2018. Mm-hmm. Craig Zahler directed. Guess the budget on this one, bud. Okay. Well, given that his last film mm-hmm. uh, made £12 after popcorn, I'm yep. going to say that they went, that was probably an anomaly, and they gave him the same budget, £4 million. No. Good guess. But they right. actually were like, you know what? Maybe he didn't have enough. So right. they gave him £15 million. Wow. fifteen mil. Okay. And they lost all of that too, right? They did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't even make a mill at box office. It was 800,000 global. Mm. Global. Craig Zahler has never made six figures with any the thing, of his films. Oh, it's so fucking annoying, right? Because at release, it's it's released into yeah. film festivals and then it does small theatre runs. It does a small theatre run yeah. after the film festivals. Dragged Across Concrete was shunned from most festivals. Yeah. It was accepted into one. I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I get we'll it. We'll get into that, but I, I get can it, see why. Also, then it this film was the number one streaming film on Netflix for a little while. Yeah, but I mean, that's... Okay, yeah, and Ryan yeah, Gosling's got a Teen Run. Choice Award. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, both very impressive feats. Possibly an well Oscar at the end both. of the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. As if you're going to play down Ryan like that. Hey. I'm saying he, he might have an Oscar at the end of the year. Come on. All right. Well, fingers crossed. You know what I mean? You know, That's what I'm holding out cause for. Because of, of all the people that were involved in Barbie, they thought they'd nominate the bloke. Yeah. <laughs> it's the true meaning of Barbie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, Great film. Yeah. But Ken, though. <laughs> yeah. He is just Ken. Uh, um, We are covering Craig Zahler because I wanted to introduce you to Grindhouse movies. I wanted to show you a little bit of what my hyper-autistic focus was recently, right? I got mad into Uh exploitation films of the 70s, uh, the late 60s and 70s. Didn't really think it was a great starting point to go, hey, Rob, look at all of this mess of absolute mental but picked out a few sort of relatively tame films to sort of get, you know, dip your toe in the pool see how we get on i feel like you're somewhat cheating i can't lie why because what you do is you go rob i'm going to introduce you to exploitation cinema and you do and i hate it and then you pretend that that's never happened and you Mm go you've never seen an exploitation rob movie let me introduce (laughs) let me introduce you to an exploitation mood i'll do an exploitation series so you can dip your toe in the water and i'm like oh so goebbels golden grilled cheese sandwich just didn't happen now no, that did happen, but that was that was Nazi exploitation. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. That was that was sort of like that was me not watching uh, Isla SS She Wolf of the SS. You know what I mean? Like if that okay. was if that was watched one more time, mm-hmm. it would have been in there, and you would have okay. regretted it. Yeah. So you're welcome. In Thank summation, you. yeah. For the for the entire human population who haven't yeah. seen this film, yeah. Uh, I've written a breakdown, which may have some spoilers, not only for the plot of this film. So if you are planning to see it, sure, maybe go see it. But it also, because I've written it this week, may give away some of my feeling about this film. Okay, well, I'm going to buckle in. I take yeah, it 
Uh, am I doing green or are you doing green? I've lost track. I did say, and I can't remember, but both both parts are good. So right. uh, I tell you what, you start with green. Right then. Recently released ex-con Henry gets home to find his mum is now a heroin-using prostitute to support Henry's disabled brother. Because it's going to be that type of movie. <laughs> strong, strong start, Rob. <laughs> strong start. <laughs> <sighs> He's a real nice dude about it, though, grabbing a baseball bat and using the threat of violence to eject his mum's paying client without even so much as a partial refund. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> his little bro is playing a video game designed by someone who has clearly never seen one <laughs> and has dreams of going to college to one day design his own. I can fucking see why he thinks it's an achievable goal, given the shit that he is playing. It is fucking dire. He's it, playing, looks like, it looks like a Roblox mod. Yeah, it's one of those games, you know, like the hunting games that you get at bowling alleys. It's one of them, but without the gun. Or the graphics. Or, or fun. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the pause screen that you hit and is completely different colour scheme to the rest of the game. Just his pause in large letters. That's the important part of video game design, Rob. It's yeah. inconsistency. All right. Meanwhile, police detectives Brett Ridgman and Anthony Lirosetti, played by Gibson and Vaughan, are suspended without pay for the minor misdemeanors of police brutality and mild torture. Because everyone's a fucking snowflake these days and can't handle some good old-fashioned questioning women under sexual threat. They're just two grizzled, mean cops who don't play by their rules and their boss fucking loves them for it. But Christ alive, Brett, you've been a maverick one too many times and I gotta throw the book at you for political reasons. Is that your Don Johnson impersonation? It's my fucking whatever voice that these detectives use in this film, which is a sort of mix of, hey, look-see, okay. but weirdly out of time and context. I... Sure. <laughs> out of cash and desperate to move from his now predominantly black neighbourhood, it's fine. His wife literally explains the situation with, I'm not racist, but... She does. This is literally There's no refute word that. for word. Well, I mean, she says, I didn't think I was racist until we moved here, is her exact yeah, quote. So it's is, actually a step worse. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Brett pops around to see his mate Udo Kier. Fantastic. Fantastic I mean, character. He's, he's, he did, yeah, oh, 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 he, yeah, the fantastic character of Udo Kier. Yeah. The same character he is in every film. Fuck yeah. Who tips him off about a local super thief called Vogelman, who might have some spare ill-gotten cash that Brett can rob off him. Yeah, because, you know, he's a he's a cop, but, you know, he doesn't play by the rules, but he's on the side of right. He's not a cop anymore. Um, Suspended me. Yeah, he's, he's having a six-week holiday, so then that's why he's like, oh, well, my morals are with my badge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hooker's son, Henry, has taken work with Vogelman, with him and his mate getting into disguise to, uh, to serve as getaway drivers for Vogelman's bank heist. Uh, because everyone knows cosplaying as Marlon and Sean Wayans in White Chicks makes you I fucking, fucking invisible. I knew you were going to make this joke. I knew it was coming. I fucking knew it. As soon as, as, soon as this scene came up, I was like, guarantee you, it's either going to be Rob going, making my way downtown. Or it's a- they literally They literally don white face because apparently that's... A man who is in every way black except for the colour of his skin is apparently just fucking invisible. Um, yeah. The bank teller... You used to work in music. Brutal. How many fucking white rappers did you have to put up with like that? Yeah, but they didn't have black faces, Ben. It's not just oh, the so, colour. It's, it, literally... yeah, it's the black faces that, that's the problem that you have with these yeah. guys. Okay, no, it's good to clear that up early on in the episode. No, no, mate. no, no, no. <laughs> it's the mismatch. It's the mismatch of a clearly black person who is the wrong colour. Um, the bank teller we see brutally murdered has a totally unnecessary backstory that exists only to make her eventual murder more grimdark and inverted commas brutal. Yeah. Thanks, Arla. We definitely needed that 10 minutes in your three-hour fucking film. Yeah. Um, the crew get a shit ton of gold and a bonus hostage who we have zero backstory for because he wanted to do a bait and switch. Yeah. Masterfully do a bait and switch, by the way. Mm, masturbate, yeah. Because bent cops, Brett and Anthony, are both as shit at their jobs as they are accepting social change, they miss the heist entirely and pursue Vogelman's crew to a rural location where the robbers intend to switch vehicles. On arrival, they find that hooker son Henry and his white face mate Biscuit have had a bit of a falling out with the crew, resulting in... in <laughs> 
you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Resulting in our lad custard cream. Get it? Biscuit, mm-hmm. custard cream. That's good. Getting garage keys out, cut out of their stomach. Yeah, because he, he goes, the, the most obvious thing to do is to swallow the key because... Yeah, he's trying to fuck him over. He's just sort of like, fuck you. If you want it that bad, you can fucking cut it out of my stomach. And then that's what exactly <laughs> what they do. Yeah. yeah. What follows is a three-way fight for the gold. Vince Vaughn getting ventilated by a bullet or five. Yeah. Vogelman biting the dust and Henry Huckerson and Brett Badcop splitting the gold. Yeah. Until Brett decides to fit in one last bit of racist distrust in, <laughs> ultimately leading to his demise. Yeah. Uh, Henry Huckerson goes on to live like a king, yep. sending a good chunk of the gold to Brett's bereaved family by way of apologising for burying daddy in a ditch. Yeah. To recap, everyone is awful for three hours, and Ben is now going to spend the rest of the show explaining why Rob is totally and utterly wrong about this film. <laughs> All right. All right, I uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, there's a lot I there don't. to dig I think into. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> all the points you made, uh, literally, mate. Probably all the reasons that I love this film. All the reasons right, okay. that I love them. Okay, so so all of those reasons. So, are you in it mostly for the blatant racism or the cultural stereotypes? Honestly, mate, I think this is my favorite Zala film of the three that we've done. So far, because of the racism, or it's because uh, no one in this film is good, right? No one's a nice person, no one's a good character. You don't root for anyone, you just watch mm. a bunch of horrible cunts, yeah, be horrible cunts and get exactly what they deserve. Yeah, whilst trying to, I mean, the whole point of the film is like, what, what, how far do people go? when they're backed into a corner, right? And it's about sort of like you know, financial restriction and needing money to sort of do certain things, put your family in a better position, provide, you know, provide your way through and all this stuff. The, mm-hmm. the, the main thing that I love about it is though, it's all their own doing. Henry Huckerson was in prison for being a criminal. Like it's his That's own his fault. name now, I like that. Yeah, it's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally bought into it. He was a criminal, yeah, so yeah. He, he did his time. You know what I mean? Now he's out and he's got to provide for his family. Um, Mel Gibson's character is a shit cop, just a shit, racist, xenophobic piece of shit. Yeah, that could have evolved and grown with the times, but chose not to, and instead has spent what nearly thirty years in the exact same position. Yeah, yeah. Whilst he's watched his old partner yeah. become sort of like chief of police, sitting behind a desk, earning all the big money, doing this, suspending him, and it's like it's your own fucking fault, buddy. Vince Vaughn, yeah. he's got every fucking chance to switch out his partner, move forward in his career, progress, become detective. No, none of it. He chooses to stick with the same partner. He chooses to stay in the fucking same place that he's in because it's the easy road. So you're not rooting for anyone. There's no good. No. There's no good guys. Yeah. The thing that I like about this is that those people exist in the world. They're they're real mm-hmm. people. They're based on like yeah, real yeah. character types that that exist in the world, and it's just really fucking nice every now and then to see those bastards get exactly what they deserve. <laughs> that's it. that's the main takeaway of the film for me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I think it falls into a similar trap that uh, Jarhead does or Buffalo Soldiers, which I've mentioned before as. As films about boredom, they do their job really well. Yeah. And they express boredom. Yeah. yeah. But with the overwhelming feeling you come away with is, is boredom, which, you know. I, and I an think, extent, I think yeah. with this film, it's kind of grim, 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 dark, dark, dark. Everybody shit. Look at this awful thing. Look at this <laughs> awful thing. Yeah. And you're just like, why am I here, man? Like, you're, you're not respecting my time. You're not respecting my, you're just there going, oh, isn't this difficult to watch? Isn't this a slog? And you're like, all right, mate, if you're going to be that guy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the equivalent of the kid on the bus just going, Aah. isn't that annoying? Aah. And you're like, yeah, man, That's but we kind of get it. Can you stop? the equivalent of this film? This About two corrupt cops being corrupt. Just dull, dull All right, that's nonsense. fair. I, can, look, I totally see where you're coming from, right? Off the back of his last two right. films, I 100% mm. see where you're coming I've from. I've got no one to relate to. Exactly. I've got I've got nothing that I particularly want to see happen happening. Really? I've got weird... Ta- you don't like seeing these racist piece of shits get shot in the face? I just don't want to be... I don't want to be seeing them. You don't, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm I just... Mean, yeah, I'm just to be ugh. fair. 
to be the, the 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 most constructive thing I can do with these racist pieces of shit, rather than see them get shot in the face, mm. is just turn the fucking film off. Then I don't have to hang one that out with them for another two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, but then you don't get to watch their <laughs> fucking horrible demise. Do you know what I mean? It's so satisfying. Uh, maybe, maybe I, I think Zala Zala again mm-hmm. is. He's adding lots of elements. We spoke last weekend about um, last weekend that we covered a Zala movie. We said, you know, he, he adds too many complex elements. Let me yeah. cast famed, disgusting, racist Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. who was caught being disgustingly racist on camera yeah. and put him in a film about a disgusting racist That's just being great caught casting. on camera. It's just, it's stunt casting. It's stunt great casting. casting. It's like, oh, look at this. Isn't this problematic? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it is problematic. And they're like, oh, I'm pushing buttons. And you're like, you're just being a twat. I don't know why you're so sensitive <laughs> about this, man. I don't know why you're getting, you're getting I, so sensitive about it. <laughs> because it was two hours and 45 minutes of my life. I will never get back there. I and I miss it. I know. Do you want to know the worst <laughs> thing about it? I watched this film three what? times in prep for this. Jesus fucking Christ. Don't regret a second of it. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't I'm happy you enjoyed it. it. I really, I'm, I'm envious that you enjoyed okay. it. Okay. And I, I wish I could sit there and be like, because I was so primed mm-hmm. with with Brawl and Subblock in 99. I was like, this is going to be sick. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they opened their mouths and like 1940s noir cliche fell out and wouldn't stop. This is exactly what like, this film wow. is though, man. This film is like a 70s buddy cop action exploitation mm. with the bits of like black exploitation elements mixed in there. So it's, Bit, it's sort yeah. of like an amalgamation of, of different yeah. sub-genres from the exploitation yeah. genre. And he, yeah, I, yeah. T- to me, he's done it fucking incredibly well because it's based on a few other films that I've seen of the same sub-genres. So it kind of works well just reinforcing that, but it's it's a modern mm. day take on it, right? Yeah, sure, There's, sure. But coming back to that food analogy, it feels like he's tried to do a fusion burger of like, oh, it's a... It's a gyoza burger. I've put gyoza in a burger. Yeah. But also, I've put drawing pins in there. Oh, chef. And you're like, <laughs> oh, like, what, like, what are we doing here, Craig? Like, Take a bite if you dare. You know what I mean? But the burger's not made for you. That's the point. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. It's not for yeah, me. It's not it's, for me. It's for... Right. I don't. I honestly it's don't think hit. that this film is for anyone. I think Mate. this film is made yeah, right, for exactly. everyone, but also no purely one. purely for his own self gratification. So he's got this. This is why I love Zala. Right, he's got this whole philosophy mm. where he's like, my critics aren't wrong. When they come out and say that right. my films are problematic or my films are shit or they don't mm. land properly or they don't do this or they don't do that, they're they're correct mm. for them. And that's yeah, great. Yeah, totally. And if that's what they get from it, fucking so be it. You know what I mean? I'm not here to mm. try and make people like me or my art. I just, mm. they watch it. They have their opinions. They have an opinion on it. That's all that matters. I don't care whether you like it or not. Yeah. But you have your opinion on it. And the fact that his art yeah. is that caliber where it's it's almost impossible to not come away from his films with a, with a fucking very strong opinion on any element yeah. that's mixed into I, these. Uh, but here's... Is incredible. But here's here's my rebuttal to that is is that sort of like I don't care if people like my films, yeah, it's art and whatever. It's like Kinda. Well, don't be surprised when you make fucking fourteen quid at the box office. I don't think come, he is surprised. And you don't get another right. But then, like as the studio that's given him fifteen million quid, I'm like, oh, cheers, Craig. Yeah, cheers for doing us a solid, mate. <laughs> Number one streaming film on Netflix for a while. You know what I mean? Like that's Whoa. it's good for small studios. That's good for small studios. Admittedly, yeah. this was, was this part, it was part funded by Liongate, but it, you know there was, a, there was a couple. There was Sinistate in there, the guys that right. own the Fangoria magazine. Right. Okay. But can you imagine if Jabrams was like, "I don't care if people like Rise of Skywalker. It's not for them. It's for me." You'd be like, "Well, fuck you, buddy." I'd be like, "That's fair enough. It's shit, but fair enough." You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Do it for you, buddy. <laughs> but you know. You've just shit on the chips of fucking hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas in this case, it feels like no one else saw this film. Mm. So S. Craig Zala has just shat on my chips. Yeah. 
And that feels targeted. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, now I'm getting the whole personal attack. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I feel yeah. it. See, with me. Because I'm the only cunt that bothered to see this, and you didn't make it for me. So yeah. why did I bother, Craig? It's <laughs> a fair point, man. You've invited me around to your house. I've gone, oh, yeah, mate, can't wait to come around. Should I bring a bottle of wine? You're like, nah, don't worry, mate. I've sorted the catering. Drawing pin burger. Fuck you, Craig. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, you just eat around, <laughs> eat around the pins, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Careful what you wish for. You wanted food. Boom, there it is. Technically, it's food. <laughs> I'm never going to a barbecue. I'm never going to, to a barbecue hosted by you. Mate, uh, I'm going to invite Craig Zala to all of my barbecues going forward. And there's yeah. going to be nothing. Yeah, because you're a sober vegan. It'll be much the same experience for him culinarily as it is for me filmically. He'll get there and be like, there is nothing I wanted here. And you'll be like, it's See? for me, Craig. It's for me. Yeah. And this is... It's your fault for coming here. This is fulfilling my purpose. <laughs> I don't care whether you like my barbecues. I'm building bridges between people. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. See? Is that what this film does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so S. Craig Zala has like his his trademark filmmaking styles, right? He, you mean a three-act structure? No, 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 no. It's not just the three-act structure. If you look back at his okay, two films, yeah. Bone, Tomahawk and Brawl and Cell Block 99, both have this inane, not inane, <laughs> Bone Freudian snitch. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Bone Tomahawk and Brawling Cell Block 99 both have this mm. incredible pace into them, right? They, they, they do. Have, they really, really They do. have a very slow build. It's slow as fuck. Mm. The tension's present, but it's not overly present, and it's all set in sure. the mundane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bone Tomahawk, It's the middle half of that movie is a fucking long walk. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's glorious. But it's one. glorious. It's yeah, and then you've got yeah, yeah. Uh, Brawling Cell Block 99. I I have never seen on in a film the checking in mm. process for a prison. I've never seen <laughs> people forced <laughs> to go to the back of the queue because they were a little bit mouthy whilst checking <laughs> in their jewelry at the prison. Do you know what I mean? Like all of that yeah, shit yeah, is yeah, on yeah. film, but it's it's all necessary and it all makes sense. And yeah, then yeah. it goes from mundane and relatable to a fucking thousand miles an hour, breakneck yeah, speed. Yeah. Holy shit, this is gory as fuck. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Uh, someone's face just exploded, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. This film, I feel like it's a little different. I feel like it's similar, but it's a little mm. different. It's like if every act of the film was act one. Mm, kind of. I'd argue that I feel like Dragged mm. Across Concrete is act two all the way through with bursts of act three sprinkled in. Yeah. So you've got nothing but yeah. tension building and the tense moments just back to back to back to back with little bursts of extreme violence sort of peppered throughout mm. right the way up until the last, I don't know, 15 minutes where it's just pure violence. Yes. I, I feel like it's... I feel like because I don't like the characters mm-hmm. and because I'm not enjoying the dialogue, yeah, yeah. it makes the pacing Glacier slow because I don't have a reason to continue watching because oh. I don't care about these people. But it is Glacier. It is. It's yeah. fucking yeah. like glacial. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great word yeah. for it. Um, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll split up the acts. Right. We'll call act one the suspension, mm-hmm. which is where the, our buddy cops have just gone out committed a cheeky little bit of police brutality, get reprimanded. <laughs> bit of hate crime. Bit of hate crime. It's a bit of Tuesday hate crime. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bit of early morning hate crime on a deaf Mexican woman who they then bait into going, look, you help us out, we'll let you go. She helps them out yeah. and they're like, I don't understand a fucking word you're saying. Whilst kind of doing mild sexual torture of her being naked. Mild sexual and- torture and horrific Mexican Latino stereotypes. Yeah, the one line of of Mel Gibson throwing a handbag through the through the doorway and going, "Her bag's a little heavy," and Vince Vaughn going, "Have you seen how much makeup Latino women wear?" And it was like, "Yeah," and, and at that me, point, I'm like, man, we're, do we need like, we're like yeah. seven minutes into this film, and that's a pretty fucking strong left turn straight off the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Again, it's just that thing. I'm like, do do I need this in my life? Do I need this in my life? No. Is this what I want to spend my time doing? Is this who I want to spend my time hanging out no, with? No, 100% no. But also... So then, okay, I, do you know what I want to do now? Is sit with them in a car for two hours and 45 minutes while they take fi- pictures of a house. This is it. <laughs> so my whole point with this is, right, is those people exist. And that's a fucking yeah. terrifying thought that those people, those characters 
there are actual human beings leaving their house in the morning, going to their job and just fucking being functioning, functioning people that are mm. so close to these characters. And that fills me with more dread than watching this film and going, <laughs> oh, well, that's not very nice. Because the because again yeah. they keep it, Craig Zala keeps everything very mundane, very relatable, very much set in the realms of reality, and you're like, oh, yeah. But I don't are- think it's I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a shock or a or a or some anything new. No, of course to, not. To, to go, oh, this is bad. Yeah, of course like, not. Yeah, yes, we know. Yeah, but to then shine a light on it in 2023 or 2018, even when this came out, it's still a bit like fuck, man, fuck. And if you're looking at American politics around that time as well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it's that deep. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't. I think it's just him rolling around in the muck going, I'm a dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> look at me. I'm a dirty, dirty boy. All right. Oh, look, racism. Oh, bad fingers. All right. All right. All right. All right. So that's the yeah, setup fine. for the cops, right? The suspension. We've got yeah. Henry Huckerson, who's now out of prison. He's been offered, oh, there might be a job coming up. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, our buddy cops get uh, get put on suspension with no pay for six weeks. Obviously, now they're like, "Fuck, we need money coming in." We both live in shitty neighborhoods. Uh, mm-hmm. Mel Gibson's daughter is being assaulted multiple times over the last couple of weeks. Shit thrown yeah. in her face. Just you know, just sort of like horrible stuff that shouldn't be happening to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fucking it's Telford when you're 14 you know what I mean (laughs) and it's it's like it's like oh cool it's just it's scene after scene of like uh uh it's grueling right by design 100% by design right yeah 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 totally by design yeah um and then our cops get desperate Mel Gibson goes to see Udo Kier gets tipped off about a heist that's going down something that he can maybe Mm -hmm. piggyback on steal for himself and provide for his family that way. He then ropes in Vince Vaughn, right? Now we're into act two, the heist, heist, where where we we get glimpses of the original heist being set up with these fucking insane criminals like Vogelman and his henchmen who are just fucking insane people. They sort of cosplay as the Riddler and the Batman and go yeah. around shooting Chris fe- and robbing convenience stores for five. I feel like <laughs> painting him out to be the Riddler in Batman is underselling it massively. This guy's a fucking lunatic, like genuine psychopath, cold sweats running through my body. And I'm like, I don't feel, I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like this dude walking around with a gun, just being sort of like, you've got three seconds so, to comply. They comply. It was, it was, and then they die. need when ED209 cosplaying as the Riddler came around mm. and was like, you have five seconds to comply and then fucking started. Shit. There was a scene where he buys an armored van yes. from a security company. Yeah. And it was that scene that I went, oh, is this a comedy? <laughs> right. Because, right. Because like, I wondered if the whole film uh-huh. was like a sort of racist version of the other guys. Right. Dude, that but played incredibly dry. Off. Because this fucking guy, he's got his little <laughs> cyber goth goggles sure. on and his balaclava, yeah, yeah. right? And his, his fucking mall ninja tactical gear. Mm-hmm. We see him, first of all, he robs a convenience store. So he's buying this like incredibly expensive truck, but by doing it, by doing robberies and netting him about 25 pounds at a time. Yeah, he, does, he steals right. like the wallets of those two guys from their car. They've just come out of a pawn shop, yeah. right? They've literally just come out of cash converters. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like... Yeah, okay, cool. And then he robs their their wallets, which must be about 30 quid. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but the, when he robs a convenience store, he goes in, he tells the guy, you've got five seconds to comply. A customer walks in, he shoots the customer. Then he shoots the bank teller. Then he shoots the CCTV. Then he shoots the TV. Yeah. And then on just the way out, he just shoots the crisps. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. And I'm like, okay, the crisp is like a funny joke. But then when he gets to buying the security van, yeah. He gets out the car and just starts shooting up bits of the van. Yeah. I'm like, this guy, it's like he's got gun Tourette's. But okay, it, <laughs> you're not wrong. But A, it's the funniest way to buy an armoured vehicle, right? Where the, the salesman is stood there on the phone and you're like, phone off, phone away now. And whilst he's trying to do, mm. oh, well, this is all the latest features. You just shoot the windows. All right, they're bulletproof. You shoot the tyres. Okay, they didn't pass. And then that's it. There you go. Test done. Stop selling. It's just sold. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it, I, it doesn't fill me with any dread. I just go, he's a silly little guy. Yeah, so he's a silly little guy again, with guns This is like, Craig Zala playing the fucking dark, dark, dark humor into these horrendous situations. He takes the worst people in society, gives mm. them mildly, mild, puts them in mildly funny situations yes. where we as normal people can look at them and go, well, that's a bit silly. But to the guys on screen, they're like, this is how I operate. This is who I am as a human being, fundamentally, Mm. genetically, this is me. I think the thing is, is if I trusted Craig Zala Mm -hmm. to not think that this film was cool, I'd be like, ha ha, I'm in on the joke. Mm. But I I don't necessarily trust in this one, given the corniness of the dialogue and the characterization and the casting. And just the unrelenting grimness of it. I'm like, I think he thinks this is cool. I think this is him doing, like he's doing, I don't know that there's that's a, an intentional satirical edge. No, it is cool though. That's and the thing. It's not, Ben. It's so juvenile. Yeah, dude. A little bit of goofy juvenile. Like, remember when you were a kid? Obviously mm. I'm not, because I was running around with a fucking German dictionary pretending it was like a Book of plans. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like a normal kid. Listen to our National Treasure episode. Yeah. <laughs> context on that, because out of context, it does sound mental. And you're right. Yeah. It is. But we're not getting into it here. We're in serious mode. But what, I'm, say- discussing yeah. but what I'm saying is, is when I was a kid, that was the coolest fucking thing ever. I used to run around my little German dictionary being sort of like, yeah, these are like treasure clues and shit. That was yeah, cool yeah, as yeah. fuck. It's nice as a fully grown adult man in my 30s to have a film come out where I can go, right? yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it, it would, like, yeah, it, that'd be it, pretty it, cool. It, the, the script reads mm-hmm. like an A-level assignment where it's like, write a morally grey, gritty neo-noir. And they're like, yeah. okay, there's two cops, yeah. but they're bad cops. Yeah. And he's a racist. And... They go do a crime. They're crime cops. Yeah. And they're fighting a guy who's like, he's a ninja. Bro, and he goes around dressed selling. as a ninja with guns to rest. selling. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh. Show me that film. It's, Show me that film. I'm sold. Stop. But it's it's like it's like Kung Pao Way of the Fist being released as a, as a real film. Okay, this is, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go as far as Kung Pao because that's ridiculous. You should be ashamed of yourself. But what I am going to go as far as to say is that if Samurai Cop had a budget and was done with proper actors, thousand percent, this is it, buddy. But I wouldn't be laughing with it. I'd still that's be laughing the at point. it. And in this case, I'm laughing that's at it. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever enjoyment you get out of it, buddy, is fucking golden. So. Okay. The heist heist. So now we've got the heist that is in full swing. The armored security van with Vogelman and his two henchmen being driven around by Henry Hookerson and Biscuit in whiteface. Yeah. They yeah. get to a bank <laughs> where there is gold bars or bullion yes. being stored in a vault. Now bullion like the the like the soup. Yeah. <laughs> it's gold soup. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. loads of soup everywhere, man. Zala yeah, loves ooh, a good lovely. soup, though, doesn't he? Look at Bone Tomahawk. He loves a good soup. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. Think about that one. Got a game I coming will. up for oh, you shortly, okay. bud. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Wicked. Um, the gold's there. The bank is a super fucking weird scene in the middle of this film that, that slows it to a stop, right? Yeah. The first time I was watching this, I was like, what the fuck is happening with this film? Like, mm. I, we're so off track. I don't know why we're doing this particular part. Yes. And then it hits with the burst of violence. And I was like, oh, that's why. That's why we're doing this. Because Zala had the balls to go, you know what I'm going to do here? I could just chuck an extra in to get her fucking fingers blown off and her face exploded. Yeah. Or I could go a little bit Game of Thronesy. You see a fucking panic-stricken mother who's having separation anxiety from a newborn child struggling to get back into work finally getting back into work and realising mm. it's nowhere near as bad as she thought it was going to be. Her boss is overly like joyous that she's back. All of her colleagues have brought her cakes and presents and all this. And she's genuinely, yeah. you see the fucking like, oh, okay. My husband was right. I'm back in work. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it shouldn't have taken me this long to get here. It's, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right about it. 
And then boom, in walks the fucking gun Tourette psychopath. Who's like, hey, lady, how about you fucking handcuff everyone? While she's handcuffing everyone. The one guy, one clever dickhead is just sort of like, I'm going to send an email to the police. Goes to hit enter. She tries to stop him, helping the fucking criminals. Again, all just because she wants to stay alive, get home to her baby. And as she goes to help the criminals, gets her fucking fingers explode. Yes. Everywhere. She loses her hand. She loses her fingers. Dude, it's fucking brutal. I loved it. It's not. I loved it. It's a waste of time. It's It's a fundamental audience hostile waste of time. It's so good. Where Craig Zala goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop my film. I'm going to give you 10 minutes of backstory and build up so that I can then execute this character on screen. And we come back. The point I made multiple times throughout this is... My worry with exploitation cinema yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is it serving the story? Is it informing character? Yes. Is it adding to the to the weight of the movie? Yes. It does none of that. Okay, it's it does. A cynical, it's a cynical bait and switch where it goes, get attached to this person yeah. so I can murder them. And you can go, oh, no. Okay. And it was at that moment I decided, like, this was the bit that made me decide that I fucking hated this film. Okay. That's interesting. It's so cheap. And it's so juvenile and it's so audience hostile. Yeah. And it's him just doing a little bait and switch with the audience. Okay. For no, for, for no other reason but shock value. Listen, I understand where you're coming from. thin and cheap. I understand where you're coming from completely. I do. Uh, what I will come back to you with is mm. that this is necessary and important because up until this point, we've seen nothing but cunts in this film. They're just yeah. It's just yeah. full of terrible people. Okay, and you yeah. need a little bit of, oh, that's an actual person with actual normal problems going on. She's, yeah. It's just, that's my relatability right there. I can relate to this character. Mm. I can see myself in that position without too much. I'm not going to see myself in in police brutality and then going to get a fucking, like, an, I thought that'd be a bit an egg you. waffle, right? I'd be the guy on the fucking floor. Are you being serious? That's <laughs> if I wouldn't handle it that well. I'd, I'd have a fucking boot on the back of my neck. I'd be sort of like, I'll hold your pocket. Do you know what I mean? I would be prison wife before <laughs> uh, I hit the fucking ground. I'd be done. I'd be out. I couldn't do that bit. There's no, there's no element of this where it's relatable until mm. this character comes into play. And I think it's a fucking genius bit of writing that stops the movie dead because you're so caught up with this. Oh, it's just grim. It's fucking horrible. These, I don't like these people. I don't like this fucking character. Mm. I don't like where these are going. I don't like the plan that they're enacting. I don't like that yeah, they're yeah. doing all of this stupid shit for stupid reasons and it's just selfish. Yeah, yeah. Self in, self, oh, fuck, what am I saying? It's just selfish. It's self-serving. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. It's gritted it's teeth. Just, it's three hours of, of dull But this grim. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So this person coming in and showing you a little bit of human emotion and you get a little bit of a human backstory and a genuine bit of human interaction, it 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 settles you back into reality. And then mm. when Vogelman and his fucking henchmen walk through that door, it just, it goes zero to a thousand in a tiny explosion in a very short contained explosion and goes, this is how fucking evil these people are that we're dealing with. Because mm. then the film immediately cuts back to the two buddy cops who have who have just seen that, you know, people have been executed at a bank. There's a hostage in the back of the van now and they're like, we could call this in or we can follow the van and hope that we steal the cash that they've just stolen. And you're immediately back into like the dark, murky waters. Right, exactly. It's, yeah. it's shades of black on shades of black. Yeah. And you need that little uh, glimmer of light in the middle. Told it an incredible... Uh, it works for I me. Don't know if I do. It works for me. I, I, and I, 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 okay. I see where you're coming from, though. I can, like I fully understand it. I do. I just think, for me personally, I was, think it was. I needed that little bit of human. I think the reason I resented it so much is because I did need that little bit of human. And if that little bit of human had continued through the film, yeah, like there's no reason that she had to die there because we then immediately switched to the bank robbers having a hostage. Yep. Who we have no idea who the fuck she is. No, but we're not supposed to. She's just an extra. She's just, she's and just I think, an, an unfortunate I think, casualty. Totally, but but it would have it. I would have enjoyed it more if it was the expectant mum in the van, and there would have been more moral grayness when she's then sent out and is killed by the Mel Gibson character later in the film, where I've not just got a random extra. 
It feels a little bit like Maybe. when Jajabrams or like latter, later season Game of Thrones, mm. where it was like, here's all the character motivation of five seasons. And here's that character doing the exact opposite. Because surprise, oh, you weren't expecting that. And I'm like, okay, you've fundamentally lowered your your quality here and you've you've wrong-footed your audience sure. for, a, for a surprise. Yeah. Some people love that. Some people love that. And I, I wish I did in this case. I really do. Act three, we get into the showdown and classic Zala. We do. Would take it from zero to a thousand here. But what he does is mm-hmm. everyone is so cool, calm and collected about everything. It sort of hovers around the hundred mark. You get yeah. the hyper-violence. Yeah, it's, it's a much thing. more focused. I, uh, I kind of enjoyed act three a lot more than some of his act threes. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, I'd agree. I, I enjoyed act three of this. Mm-hmm. Relative to the film sure. that it's in, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this was a better Act Three than some of his earlier films. Yeah, like Act Three of Brawl on Cell Block is not the best part of the film. It is not. Act Three of Bone Tomahawk is not the best part of the film. Ooh. Act Three of No, it's not. It's for me, it's, it's not. It's least, not. Anyway. Act Two's the best in Bone Tomahawk, but right, Act exactly, Three, exactly, like, so. it's. It's, it's good. Pretty it's good. Fucking close. But I, f- I feel like this is his best Act Three for a film. Okay. It's just, it takes you two hours to get Yeah. And I could have watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, but how many racists are in Jurassic Park? Do you know what I mean? You don't get to see any racists At least suffering one. them. You know what I mean? Uh, what, are you thinking the T-Rex? I think that, I'm thinking the lawyer. Oh. The T-Rex, yeah. <laughs> the T-Rex, T-Rex is mad racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. the goat all yeah, along. They fucking hate goats. It's awful. Shit needs to be stopped. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the showdown's great because this is where you start seeing a little bit more dynamic with mm-hmm. the characters. You start to see the different shades of cunt that exist in this weird web of awful people, and it's yeah. it's yeah. nice. It's nice to see so many awful humans meet awful ends and I don't know why it's so satisfying it's just sort of like Mm -hmm. yes and then the next death you're like yeah and then the next death you're like oh yeah and then Mel Gibson gets shot in the foot and you're like yeah yeah that's pretty fucking good yeah yeah that's pretty good there was one there was one thing that I found interesting in this which was they're they're sort of constantly referencing lions and prey and predators and it's this kind of dog eat dog world yeah they're always talking about food and everyone's talking about um, what they need to get in order to survive, whether it's food or money or yeah, this, that yeah. or the other. They just need to provide. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. They just need yeah, to provide. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I found it interesting that the main thing that the characters suffer from in this film yeah. is an inability to empathize with people that they dislike. Yes. Right? Mel Gibson mm-hmm. dislikes a whole bunch of people for a whole bunch of really shallow, really fucking stupid reasons. Are we on about in the film? Right. Or? In the... <laughs> <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but he's unable to see past that dislike and get to a place of empathy. Yeah. I found it interesting that from my perspective, I was guilty of the same sin when it came to these characters. Ooh. I was unable to get past my dislike of them. Yeah. To get to a place of empathy. Okay. So I was, for that brief moment, as bad as them for going, I don't think these people deserve to survive. Yeah. Because I don't like them. I, okay. <laughs> Which is fundamentally Mel Gibson's point of view, both as a character and an actor. How meta is <laughs> that casting seeming now? See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? I don't, it's, this is why I love this film. There, there is mm. no good guy. There's no hero. There's no, no. good no. characters. It's just horrible, racist, corrupt. They're all fucking victims of their own circumstances and their own circumstances, mm. their own fucking doing. And it's just yeah. a film yeah. that shows you this sort of weird, murky puddle of awful and just what's yeah. happening in it. Yeah. It's, it's a nice sort of little look into what people will do when the financial restraints on them are imposed to a point of extreme poverty and just sheer panic. Mm -hmm. And it's how far a person will go to do what they see is the right thing. You know what I mean? 
And yeah. that's the point of the film. Yeah, you're yeah, not, totally. I don't think you're supposed to empathize with anyone. You're not supposed to enjoy the characters. They're not nice people. They're not good, like, role yeah. model characters. You're not rooting for anyone no. this entire film. And that's what I no, fucking love about it. Because how many other films okay. have you watched yeah. where you root for no one, you celebrate none of their wins, because all of their mm. wins are fucking awful crimes. <laughs> <laughs> You see what yeah, I'm saying? Fair. It's it's That's a fair. it's a yeah, standout yeah, yeah. film for weird reasons, and because yeah. it's so fucking weird, it makes it like I couldn't think of another film to put on after this that would go. Oh, you, you know what really reminds me of, of Dragged Across Concrete? What film is it? Like mm. what exists out there that is that is that film? Birth of a Nation. <laughs> oh, that's. Upsetting, but technically not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you didn't like any of the characters, which is understandable. Nope. And I feel like yeah, that's yeah. the correct way to watch this film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if I did? Can Honestly, you I was like Mel Gibson is just the goat. There was a bit film. of a there was a bit of a thing in the back of my head where I was like, "What if Rob really likes this film?" And he's just sort of like, "Maybe this could be the turning point for Mel Gibson." How do I how do I talk about mm. that on the podcast and go? <laughs> I think fundamentally we've missed the point of this film, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I fucking. I'm I'm right there with you. I understand why you didn't enjoy this as much as the other two because you're not supposed to. It's a different type of film. Yeah. It's Zala spreading his wings a little bit and being far more bold with his filmmaking than he mm. has done with his previous two. And I've got nothing but respect yeah. for him on that. In a similar way that I had nothing but respect for Blomkamp doing Chappie. He made Chappie specifically yeah, I, for him. Okay. Right? He was like, this is my so, perfect you, film. But I, I, it seems to me with both of those examples, Neil Blomkamp mm-hmm. and um, S. Craig Zahler, yeah. they're like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just that. Oh, just fuck it. Stick it all on black. And you're like, dude, what? what the, like, yeah. What are you it's doing? It's the most stressful what thing are to you watch doing? because you're like, stop. Just fucking stop making these ridiculous decisions and getting yourself yes. in these shitty situations because it's pissing me off. That's yes, exactly and that's it. what S. Craig Zahler does it's every a, time he releases exactly, a film. Exactly. It's a fucking stressful film, man. It's just stress. <laughs> you, you can't sit down after a long day of work, put your feet up and go, I'm just going to unwind to Dragged Across. What's Dragged yeah, Across? It's just concrete. not going to fucking happen, man. Like you, you put it on and you're no. like, oh, stress immediately. And then <laughs> yeah. that's it for two, two hours yeah. and 40 minutes of nothing but fucking stress. So yeah. the thing that I love about this, Craig Zahler's last two films... Act one and two are slow as fuck. Act three Mm -hmm. goes insane. I love Mm -hmm. this film. This is my favorite Zala film. Not by a lot, but it's a bit by a little bit, but it is my favorite Zala film because of how slow and tense the entire film is with like peppered bursts of hyper violence. The insanity Mm. doesn't go zero to a thousand. You sort of, you're already there or thereabouts at any given moment. But he always fucks yeah. with you, like the bank teller, you know, the the sing, the, yeah. the mom yeah, going back yeah, to work. Yeah, he fucks yeah. with you in ways like that because you're sort of like, what's the point in this? She was nice. There was none. And again, it's just <laughs> fucking stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole fucking yeah. point of it. It's just him poking. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah. That's all it is. And I love him for it. I didn't. I really enjoyed the first two, and I think I think this mm-hmm. one is. It's not as terrible a film. I think I'm bitter. Because I was primed after Brawl on Soul Black right. 99 that I was really expecting yeah, 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 yeah. to fucking love this mm-hmm. film. And I, I really struggle when I go in with a set of expectations and they're not yeah. met. And I think Zala has absolutely and utterly thrilled me before yeah. and really made me connect with his characters. Mm-hmm. And to then go straight into a film that does the opposite. And like, great, he got a giggle out of it and no money. Good for you, bud. Number one streaming film on Netflix for a while, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was Paw Patrol for a while, mate. You don't catch me watching that. I, I wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? Exactly. I wouldn't well, even exactly. Know. I'm pretend. I I need so look. His films make fuck all. They 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 do mm-hmm. nothing. The box office numbers they do nothing. Even fucking film festivals really? shun this one, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah. Give him give him Sonnet. All right. Number one streaming film on Netflix no. for a little while. Let him have it. All right, he can have that. He Thank can you. have that. And and look, you know, this film is all the things that are good about Zala are still there. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. You know the the, the bro, know. the fucking cinematography. That's, I mean, that's it. That I was gonna I was gonna list other things. Gorgeous. I, was gonna, I went. I was, was gonna go. It's beautifully shot. Mm. It's and then I was like, no, I don't like the writing. No, don't like the pacing. No, and and you do, and I'm glad you do. But for me, for me, yeah. Um, do you want to play a game? I've got the game this week, buddy. Are you ready for this? I am. I was born ready for this, mate. All right. So after last week's, uh, was Ben paying any fucking attention? I have (laughs) written a quiz, Rob, based on our series, our S. Craig Zala series. The quiz is called, was Rob paying any fucking attention? Yeah, buddy. I'm going to nail this. You ready for this, mate? Right. In Bone Tomahawk, where yes. did Purvis, yes. that's David Arquette's character, where mm-hmm. did Purvis you cannot suggest kill. the money might be hidden in their victim's books? Um, he cracked a shit joke while searching for money through a book. In their Bible. In the table of contents. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, fuck that one. Clearly, wasn't paying attention. Unlucky, mate. mate. Unlucky. Right in yeah. cell block ninety nine. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the prisoner Bradley Thomas had to assassinate for Aliazar? Christopher Bridge. Ooh, good shit, buddy. Was it? Was that correct? Chris Bridge. Chris well Bridge. done. There we go. Thank you. All right. Uh, you mentioned soup earlier. So in I Bone did. Tomahawk, what type of soup was Sheriff Franklin cooking on the stove? When Chicory wanders into the jail to tell him all about his rambling adventures. I want to say corn chowder. It is corn chowder, buddy. Two fucking points for you. Thank you, Richard Jenkins, for your incredibly memorable performance. There you go. There you go. Right. Are you ready for this one? This one's super easy. Mm -hmm. In Cell Block 99, what was the nickname Bradley and Lauren gave their unborn baby? Uh, The koala. It is the koala. Good job, buddy. All right, now this it's got one. Chlamydia. What? Wow. <laughs> they're two recovering addicts. The two recovering addicts, and she was cheating on Bradley for a while. It, the, right. Their baby might have chlamydia. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? But you heard it here first, folks. By the way, if you don't know, <laughs> koalas are riddled with chlamydia. That's why that. Yeah. If, if yeah. you don't know that fact, the joke doesn't land. So I just realised yeah. that's yeah. a joke for you and me, mate. There Much like go, mate. S. Craig Zala. Right. Question five. Hit me. Question five, mate. In Dragged Across Concrete, where did our boys in blue rush off to eat after a quick stint of police brutality? They got pumpernickel bread uh, from... They got the breakfast special. With the pumpernickel bread? Don't be a... Pumpernickel a... toast. Oh, sorry. Because, yeah, to- what's toast made from, Ben? It's bread cooked twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Shall I say pumpernickel dough? Because it's just one less cook. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, you please. Fucking absolute human turtle head piece of shit. No. Ben, speaking Toast as a and chef. bread are different <laughs> things. Also, can you imagine just the first guy to ever eat bread and just go, cook it again? <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. What a fucking legend. Like that's the sort of that's the level that I aspire to be at. Cook it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the the old joke, like the, the guy that discovered milk was up to some freaky shit. Yeah, but I mean, that guy's fucked. The guy who made toast, genius. Yeah. What was yeah. what? What was the name of the place? Uh, Waffle House. Brett's Diner. Brett's Diner. Okay. Brett's Diner. Is it Brett's Diner? Because now I've no, because the chatted, character's called Brett. I've chatted so much shit. I don't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> because this film is memorable. Where do the cops get breakfast in? Bert's Diner. Bert's Diner. Bert's Diner, not Brett's Diner. You so fucking I feel, idiot. I feel, I feel like, I feel like that I get that point because you got it wrong too. So technically, yeah. I got four out of four. Well, you got three, three out, out of four. five, and I got minus one out of none because I'm not even <laughs> taking part of the quiz. I wrote it, and I still got one wrong. So, oh mate, smashed it. Everyone's a winner. Just like Dragged Across Concrete. Yes, buddy. What are you rating Dragged Across Concrete, Ben? Uh, this for me, mate, is a nine, nine and a half. Okay, nice. Nine and a half. Yeah, easy. Nice. Easy nine and a half. It's, it's, 
If there was a little bit more human, mm-hmm. ten fat ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna go one. I really didn't enjoy That's- it. That's outrageous. That's actually no, outrageous. I, I like, the I, cinematography been... alone is worth more than one. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, in the bin. Because, but, but, like, I really didn't enjoy it, and I'm, I'm annoyed I didn't. And, uh, a fucking just, one. A one, yeah. And, and again, like, I, it, like, I'm, I've tried to like not be going in on it, and like, oh, this is a fucking useless waste of space and time and skin. I but, mean, like. I mean, have you? <laughs> you tried to not do that? Yeah, I've, I've, cut, I've cut quite a lot of my righteous anger back for the time right. I wasted. Sure, yeah. sure. And sure. The, the letdown and the, the, the betrayal from S. Craig Zahler. Unreal. Because I was, I was beginning to fall in love with the man. Unreal. I know, a I'm sorry, one. A fucking one. A fucking one. Yeah. All right, so S. Craig Zahler series as a whole, what are we feeling? Success? Oh, yeah, nay? yeah, massive success. Good. Massive success until this film. Good. Uh, but I think realistically, it's still a 6.66 out of 10. That's pretty fucking you know, dope. Because two, two of them were wins. Yeah. And one okay. of them, you know. I'm happy so, with that. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. overall, Craig Zahler is like a fucking solid nine on my director scale. Nice, nice. I think he's... Uh, He's like MAGA David Fincher. <laughs> MAGA. Make, Amer- make America great again. David yeah, he's like... Ma- MAGA Fincher. Yeah. Explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. He's David Fincher for people who think David Fincher's too much of a woke snowflake. If you like ooh, David Fincher, ooh. but not the politics, <laughs> you can put this on and go, oh, this is excellent, this. I'm not yeah. saying Craig Zahler yeah, right, makes no, racist funny. films. That's pretty I'm funny. just saying he makes films that can be enjoyed by racists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Sound, sound, sound. We got a quick comment corner. I think there's there's one that I'd like you to to read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send it, send it, and then send it. it's in your WhatsApp already, babe. Is it? Yeah. Have a look here. Yeah, boy. Uh, you've just sent me the last message you sent me is just one word and it says cunt. Oh yeah. Do you want to uh, send me the? Is that the comment? No, 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 no. I oh, that was comment corner. Thank you, buddy. I sent uh, you a screenshot. <laughs> Scroll up like half a screen. Oh wait, did I send it to the wrong person? You haven't sent me a fucking screenshot. What is going on here? There is a screenshot and it is a comment. I'm reading this one. Fuck you. Right. This is from FL Best Cannabis Seeds. <laughs> yeah, Fuck right. You know. Thank you. That's a blast from the past. Uh, okay. Come on, let me it's on again. Brawl on Subblock 99. All right. So I found a screenshot. I don't know if this is the one, but I'm going to read this it anyway. Okay. So this is from our Brawl in Subblock 99 reel. Mm-hmm. It's from FL Best Cannabis Seeds. Solid name. <laughs> Movie yeah. is absolute garbage, baby. Complete trash. And even worse acting. That's the end of the comment. I just loved, I loved the, the baby. whole comment. The baby makes it, man. <laughs> it just makes it. I'm like, yeah. okay. It's, it's like a- he's going by on a skateboard with some Ray-Bans on. He's like, Movie's the worst, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute trash, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. It's almost like you know, in you know, in Brawling Cell Block 99, the fucking henchmen mm. from the the Red Leaf Prison, the ones that follow Don <laughs> yeah, Johnson yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. You can just picture one of them saying it. <laughs> Movie. It was absolute trash, baby. It's absolute garbage, baby. Uh, and then I've got one on our YouTube. Go on. Uh, where in the front row on YouTube. Uh, just replied to our Marvel being for boomers yeah. saying feeling well old thanks guys also it's the puny pod that does it for me brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry buddy sorry buddy <sighs> well but... it's fine we are old we are you we are just are I'm young as fuck mate I'm the are, baby mate. of this podcast you are that's why you like Dragged Across Concrete. That's why we, I love Dragged Across Concrete, baby. That's all the time we've got for it's this not week. not trash, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we've got for this week. Uh, we are now going to go record our YouTube after show. Yes, So if you're listening sir. to this now and you would like another little 10 more minutes, 
uh, along a very similar theme, then come join us there. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to just tell you to do what society always tells you to do, which is buy shit and eat and consume. And before, Ben's going to wrap up the themes, morals. But before we do and, that, mate, before right. you tell people to consume and I have to pull some out of my ass because yet again, prepping for the episode, the one thing that continuously slips my mind is this Is the bit section. where you thank the listener by giving them a little motivational speech. Yeah, arguably yeah. the only spotlight that is specifically my moment to shine. I legitimately yeah. never fucking think about. I'm no, going to no. take a moment to just thank each and every person that's fucking interacting with us that is supporting the show it's actually insane recently and we mm. fucking love each and every one of you like the numbers are great use your fucking powerful mouths to tell a buddy about the show if you're Please enjoying do. it if you made it this far fucking help us spread like the disease we want to be you know what i mean <laughs> help us be the best koala that we can be yeah <laughs> you know what i mean nice Lovely. Nice. No one minds if the Invisible Man comes to dinner. Come on, that's in Peep Show. That's the, you know what I mean? It's, it, it stands tall. It stands true. Uh, right. Stop stalling for time. You have to wrap up the themes of this movie. <laughs> I'm thinking. Into, I'm thinking my cogs into, are going. Uh, a nice motivational speech to thank the listener for spending an hour, especially at the end, at the beginning of their week. Yeah. Um, I got it. Being with us. So I've, got it. I've got it. I've got it. Consume. Don't be. Mel Gibson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. That's all I've got. <laughs>